Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. I, better, uh, I, I say we just get started. What do you guys say? I say you're, you're spot on, Dr. We've got Brian. Ben back in the studio. <laughs> Hit it, Brian! Do it, baby! Woo! Let's go! Thursday, <laughs> you have my 100% attention for this oh, hell yeah. hour and a half. Right here on the Work For Podcast. So much to talk about. Ben is back in the studio with us. We Woo. had Jeff Fader on last week, and then we were on the Fire. Full Blast Podcast. It was nuts. Oh crazy my gosh, town. that's crazy. Absolutely so much crazy. Jeff Fader. Crazy. So much. All oh, yeah. inches of Jeff Fader. All in, inches. Oh, in your ears. In your going ear. For it. Yeah. Yikes. Juicy. <laughs> Juicy nuggets. Oh boy. Oh, geez. actually, the 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 full blast podcast that we're on won't come out until tomorrow. So right, it, it'll be on Friday. So yeah, okay. you have to okay. listen to that. Before we get too deep into this show, that's what she said. Brian has an announcement, something super important. Make sure you stop what you're doing and focus on what Brian is about to say. So you have the stage. We were on the. Go ahead, Brian. Anytime. (laughs) We're on the full blast podcast. Oh my God, Brian. (laughs) Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Come on, Brian. Come on now. So we were on the Full okay, Blast podcast ahead. at the end of that show. I was talking about maybe, maybe not starting a raffle and we're doing it. We're going to get this raffle going. So if you guys Ooh. remember, we did the dagger challenge with a bunch of YouTubers, big names, love, love all those guys. Thanks for having me on it. Um, I put that knife up for sale and it did not sell. Mm. I mean, it's a it's a dagger. It's not a very, you know, common household knife kind of a niche type thing but hey it's it's bronze my it's needs a really fun though, sure yeah, i think sure, that's like sure. a, that's a common thing yeah yeah why not <laughs> so in like los angeles or you know some some place like that or hell if, if you just dagger. if you yeah. just want to have it to have it's it as art. a little you know art piece you never or know when I don't you know. might run into a little Romeo and Juliet situation, you know? Ooh, yeah, very good. Well, and, hopefully, uh, hopefully just you're just opening letters with Wherefore it. art thou, Brian Cohn? <laughs> let me say this, too, that the, the piece of Damascus you used, or it's cute, a bronze my Bronze my yeah. Was made by Coy and his team over at Baker Forge and Tool. Yeah. I've got so much to talk about about those guys. Number one, they're a patron of ours. Thank you so much for contributing to our work. Uh, over there at Baker Forge and Tool, uh, you got the billet from them to make this this push dagger. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, I don't really see a whole lot of bronze my out there. It's a really cool look. It's a super say, unique, yeah. absolutely unique, stunning piece for sure. No, I mean, not not saying that you know what I made is stunning. It, it looks okay, but you what know, what you hey. made was stunning, Brian. I, I, it was that piece Truly. is so well made and beautiful and well thought out because of the. 
the uh, integrated bronze that's between the layers of Damascus and how you actually ground it down. Mm. It looks so interesting, man. It's a yeah. really cool piece. So it's a- if I want to buy into this raffle, what do I got to do? So here's the deal. I'm going to do a deal for my, you know, work for it podcast listeners. Here's okay. the deal. One day only. The, the the price that is going to be for this this ticket price is going to be $15 a, a piece. But Woo. for one day only, we're going to do $10 a ticket. And I'm only announcing it here on the podcast. Oh, if you listen man. to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, Stop what you're doing. $10 a ticket. Go to bconeknives.com. B-K-O-H-N. Knives as you normally spell knives. Or normally spell knives.com. I'll have a thing right at the top. You'll be able to hit that. And you will be able to get on this raffle. And yeah, yeah it's only yeah. it's only going to be up there for 24 hours. As soon as it hits midnight, I'm switching it up to $15 a ticket. And Don't then anybody. And whatever's no, left. No code. Media. No code or no, anything. No code. No code. It's and it's then, just gonna be on sale, so it's gonna say the original price is fifteen, but it's on sale for ten, and I'm only gonna let that be for twenty four hours only. And then after that twenty four hour period, you're gonna go like balls to the wall with the social media exactly. campaigns. Exactly. And how yeah. many total tickets are you gonna sell? Fifty. So there's so gonna be 50, fifty tickets. You have a one in fifty chance for ten right. bucks. I mean, right. that's 10 bucks. good. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, that's, and can I'm I thinking. buy more than one? Oh, absolutely. You can buy as many as you want. I mean, Brian House, if you want to buy them all and just buy this thing for me, that's that could be a thing. That could be a thing. I will say I don't participate in your raffles because it's yeah. just like you can't really. Oh, no, I know. Because it's it's tough because of the, uh, you know, conflict of interest. Oh, but yeah, I will I say that's a super good deal. Like I I'm tempted. I mean, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm tempted. Might have to, wa- the way, might have to launder thing- some money through my wife. <laughs> <laughs> this thing also has a um, a leather sheath that's going to come with it. Just a little slip sheath, kind of a silo. Made thing. in Michigan yeah, yeah. leather. Yeah, no less, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Right. Are we yeah, sure it was leather that was grown in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> that's what my leather guy makes. So, I mean, okay. that's what he does. That's I what he buys. Indiana bullshit. Yeah, none leather. of that fucking <laughs> Texas Longhorn Hey, now. That it, ain't gonna do. That's all good too. But Michigan leather, straight up. All right, very leather. good. So yeah. go to bconeknives.com. You got one day if you're listening to the Work for It podcast to buy into this raffle at ten dollars. Thursday the thirtieth. And Thursday the thirtieth of June. You have twenty four hours to get in on it for ten bucks, and then after that's fifteen bucks. Fifty total tickets, one in fifty chance. Or if you buy more than one, I mean, guys, twenty is a pretty great round number. You can get two Fuck tickets for yeah. twenty bucks. That's two and fifty. Yeah, that's a pretty great chance to support Brian's work. That's like one and, in twenty-five uh, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly uh. what that ratio is. <laughs> it's very funny. You're getting a chance to use your your degree. Yes, uh, and now in that geography. you're retired and everything else, <laughs> you probably need to hone your hone your skill sets there with your mathematics i like it yeah that wildfire um, science degree is really paying off right now let me tell you exactly I, I will say you got a pretty sweet deal you know you're you're doing your thing and hey, life's you know, pretty you, grand i will say yeah, man and, and the math ain't bad either speaking <laughs> of which ben it's been a couple weeks since oh, we've had you on yeah. the show you're are, are you doing okay i mean everything is okay i, I know you're traveling right now I am. Yeah, honestly, it's been a it's been a wild ride, man. You know, summer summer kicks off and my so my wife 
uh, is not a classroom teacher, but she works for the school district. And um, she has her summers off. So summer for us marks a pretty significant change, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think for some, summer comes and, you know, your kids go to a daycare or, you know, some type of an arrangement and the, the routine stays similar. But for us, it's dramatically freaking different. Uh, everybody's home. I have worked from home for God knows how long. But so it's like everybody invades home and I get all pissy and moany and, you know, bothered. <laughs> <laughs> You're no longer, you don't have your sanctuary. Yeah. Anymore. The house know, is now a place where the family is like kind yeah. of all up in your biz. I don't yeah. have to, I got to clean up at nine in the morning instead of, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. See, when your kids um, get older, like mine. Yeah. They're not in school, so they're here working right, with me. Right. So it but your kids are a little li- they're still too little. Yeah. Too, but it's yeah, been good I though. Put Emerson to work, man. This kid's I know. Been fabricating, welding, See that? drilling tap. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. But I it's been pay good. the kid. I mean, hey, imagine that. I'm I getting to that to point, I think, because otherwise I'm not gonna get any work out of them. And that's the uh, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, you, you, if you, you can only get away with that free stuff for for so long, and then no doubt, yeah, it's, it's been good. I've been splitting time between the shop at home and uh, working at the school, as I think I mentioned. Probably almost the last episode I was on. You talk about your volunteer work that you're doing. Over yeah, the my voluntold management stuff. Voluntoldisms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that kind of kicked off, and you know, uh, basically volunteering uh, at some level, uh, more or less. And so we've got a bunch of projects going on there. So I've been starting to share a little bit of that on my uh, feed. I haven't posted in a long while, which I feel bad about, and I need to get back after. But um, everything from irrigation work with sprinklers on up to you know fixing a pretty significant plumbing leak and uh painting the walls of the entire school and putting new flooring down throughout the entire freaking building which is massive and so i've got a mess in my workshop and a total mess at school it's awesome just a little bit of light work you're doing there oh my goodness. yeah it's been nice because for the most part the work at the school is being done via contractors you know i've got a little punch list that i'm keeping for myself of you know uh, build this bookshelf hang that cabinet that kind of shit um but for the most part we've we've been fortunate enough to secure funding to bring in contractors to do a good piece of the work Man, so it's been, been a lot. Of, it's been a lot of fun to. You've been doing these Instagram stories, kind of showing yeah. off what you're working on, Just and it's blast. been cool. To, it's been cool to keep up with you on that. Nice. I uh, thank you. I'm glad. I, I I honestly debated for a long time, like should I share this stuff or not? And then the one day I was like, you know what? I can't not be sharing some of this stuff. It's kind of a neat look inside. Uh, you well, know, the, the work I'm doing is not janitorial um, right it's right. more you know sort of like brian like you said like project management and how to, it's been an eye-opener how do you manage a project with that many moving pieces and parts and uh players involved there's there's folks from the school and then all the contractors you know and and some days they call the other guy the janitor some days the contractors call me and it's like so at first, it's been a uh, it's been a real exercise in communication, which is uh, always tricky 
And uh, sometimes you just got to lay it down and say, no, everyone's going to go through me. (laughs) I really think that this is an opportunity for you to kind of grow your audience by posting something different than what you normally post on your Butler Built thing. Because, you know, it's still still cool things and it's still stuff that like the average guy is going to want to watch and keep up on. And it'll it'll kind of if one of those posts kind of gets outside of your bubble, it'll bring in maybe a couple more people. So you're right. Maybe it'll. It'll boost you up over your plateau that you've been kind of stuck on for a long I think time. That's who's that, who's that guy that did uh, fix build, fix this, build that? What's yeah. his name? Oh, oh I Brad, can't think of his name. Yeah, Brad, you know Brad. who I'm talking Brad, yeah. Uh, he, sa- he said the same thing, Brian, about how he was, uh, I can't remember. He was doing specific workshop stuff, kind of like what Shop Nation does. Like yeah, over Shop he was Nation. doing a lot of shop builds, furniture. And then he bought a house and needed some renovation work to you know he wanted to you know fix up the rooms and whatever and he started filming that process and he talked about it on a live one time on instagram and he was like that's when i realized that i was missing the boat yeah with just the workshop stuff he's like the, the DIY renovation stuff, stuff was is massive that's what he said he it, it i hear people like, uh, double converting. triple his numbers yeah there's another guy I follow jason bent bent's woodworking and uh, he's recently been saying the same thing. He's done some home reno stuff and some just traditional, I'm going to build an oak table or a dresser, you know, and yep. he's like the DIY stuff just outperforms, you know, yeah. ab- above and beyond. And and I, honestly, I've noticed that to an extent now. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus, and so my story numbers aren't where they typically have been. But I'm getting people reach out and interact based on the content that I'm showing more so than when I was doing workshop stuff. Um, that kind of tracks with my stuff because I've been noticing a lot lately that, you know, my my mid product or like as I'm working on things, when I when I snap a picture and put it out there, those posts seems to do better than the actual finished, you know, beautifully shot down by the river, all that behind the scenes, man. Why is it? Why is it that? I mean, I spend so much time to put together knives and show off my pretty project products. Well, that's because (laughs) narrow market. They want, they want to see what you are doing and yes, they like your work, but remember there's a, like just a flood of knives and, you know, shots on the, on Instagram. And I think where what you're really going to discover and people uh, told me this early on in my journey as well, that no one will do it like you. So if you show, you know, the whole process, Gary Vee talks about this all the time, you know, document, don't create. Yep. So just document what you're doing and then share that and everything around it. That is the basis of all my success with social media is yeah. that I just straight you up do it so it well. You do it so so well. Pushing and pumping and vomiting and just every single thing that I'm up to. There are periods of time though where you like recently where I've had to go heads down on a few things where I just cannot share everything. It's yeah. just it's mm. like I have to stay focused for like days at a time where I'm dealing with like really important figures and factors. And um, unfortunately I can't share all that because it's just, it's just the switching of gears is really tough. It seems the only way I guess after all these years of, of doing it, I've come to the conclusion, at least for me personally, the only way that I can do it sustainably and, and effectively uh, all the time, like you're saying 
is to, is if I had somebody there to film for me. If yeah. I if I if you had a videographer and probably furthermore someone to edit video, that then it's feasible and possible. And I, man, I struggle with it. This is why Instagram is so attractive. Yeah, uh, specifically stories. I and love reels. stories for that. Yes, yep. I'm not a big story guy. I don't usually watch them and I don't create them that often. But yeah. you know what my strategy is, is I create videos that are basically stories and yep. I post them that way. And I get a ton of interaction like that. Yeah. Um, and then recently I've just started doing the exact same thing with reels because I'm like, you know what? Screw it. If Instagram isn't going to push my videos, I'll make a one minute reel. Yeah. That's basically a story that's sort of like a converted version of my video posts. Right. And I'm like, I don't care how they, if you want to push it out to the algorithm, I'll beat the algorithm any way possible. Right. If you're going to push reels. I'll create the exact same content. Yeah. And I'll just make it a reel. I have a reel so, right now going with Pickle that has, is approaching 75,000 views. And the nice. Anvil uh, video that I made where it was like, guess the weight. Yeah. That has reached almost 300,000 views. Killer. So what are you thinking? I know, guessing the weight on that thing, by the way. Right? Like a long time ago, if you keep keep guessing. But it's bringing me a lot of followers. Yeah. And I keep telling these, like, everybody's like, my, you know, it's really hard to grow your Instagram and whatever. And I'm not a reels guy. I don't like doing reels. I'm like, well, you're missing the boat. You know, they're driving the train. Well, what do you make of, I mean, there's there's these polls right there's it seems to me right now we're we're in this weird phase and i've spent a lot of time think probably too much time thinking about this i'll I'll admit that from the jump but listening to the not the most recent but the the uh two episodes back on the axe and iron podcast uh if you don't listen to that i highly encourage you it's the greatest show on earth about nonsense um, <laughs> it's a really good show. Um, and you've got vintage ax works and, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a freaking blank. Help me. What's his name? Oh, the other host, Chris cash, uh, Chris cash. There it is. And so, uh, the start of this episode, Chris asks Roy, uh, Roy Scott from vintage ax works, just very generically. What do you make of the maker community? right now and and maybe more specifically like the social media side of the maker community because for all intents and purposes the community gets together at a few market points throughout the year but generally speaking we're online communicators and we're online marketers and we're online salesmen and points of sale and all of these things i mean a lot of us make our bread and butter earnings via the internet Mm-hmm. And we're at the mercy of an algorithm uh, that to some works and to others is just the death of them, right? And um, I don't know. It's a weird time. A really, really weird time for social you media. You want to hear kind of a, a horror story about all of that? I do, yes. So do. my local flower lady, and I go there pretty often because she happens to be right next door to my leather guy. You got to buy flowers for your wife that often? What are you well, fucking up now, here's man? the thing. Here's the thing. I've got <laughs> I've got Louie's Leatherwork, and then the one door one door down is this this flower lady, and it's it's Hannah's Flower Works, and okay. our 
Hannah's flowers, is I think. Is this the lady that was doing the preservation project? Yeah, yeah. Preserving? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she, she did a read on the show. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good memory, Brian. Good memory. So anyways, so normally after I drop off knives over at Louie's, I go next door and pick up Emily's and flowers. And she gives me a hell so of a nice. deal because she likes she likes to, you know, kind of talk business and all that type of fun yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, recently she Admit had it. she flirts with you a little I was gonna say sounds like she's hot for Brian <laughs> so recently <laughs> she had her Facebook and Instagram torn down right because yeah. some so basically somebody reported her for everything under the sun that they could report her basically what she found out is that it was a rival in Mount Pleasant oh. in, in uh, the mid-Michigan area and they basically the rival took the took down their their Facebook and their Instagram and th- she couldn't get it back and it's been completely deleted and now she needs to start anew. Yeah. No way. So Could all you that imagine what would you what would you guys like, do if somebody decided to be an yeah. asshole and report you like crazy and all of a sudden you don't have a Facebook or an Instagram? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think about that. So point. there's there the, the, the other and then maybe uh, another example of uh, an algorithm control, right? Um, Brian House, your inability to uh, monetize your reels, right? Because yeah. of uh, uh, some bullshit that the algorithm or the app itself, somehow you've offended their terms of use. And so on no that explanation, end, right? No explanation, right? Um, no right to appeal. No explanation. They're the, yeah. the judge, jury, and executioner, and they won't give you a reason. Right. You're hanging from the gallows. Yeah, and they're like, we can't tell you. Tough luck, Chuck. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. and then you go <laughs> another uh, example of of turbulent times, right? Uh, and we've been sort of following this, the three of us, the the Odie's oil saga uh, that exploded, absolutely oh exploded with Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, uh, where the owner of Odie's oil uh, makes a claim you know, basically that his product is superior to the one that Dan was posting about and then goes on to drag, uh, garage maker, you know, garage business owners through the mud and snap back uh, hat boys. Yes. uh, Snap back hat gang of merry men and, um, insults thousands of people. Uh, Dunlap reacts, uh, so, Back up just for a second. I I will say, <laughs> I don't want to say too much on this, but this is literally, not, this is most certainly not the first time I have seen this same guy make the same kind of an attack. But every other time I've been witness to it, the the people being attacked just sort of let it be water under the bridge. Uh, mm. Dun, Dunlap didn't stand for it, and Dunlap has a big enough following where he can run a smear campaign against the owner of Odie's Oil uh, and is doing pretty damn well at it, I must say. Um, but but one of the things, and I listened to the live stream that uh, mm-hmm. the owner of Odie's put out there, and, and, and I tried very hard to listen for what his real issue was, right? And, and it seems to me... At the very, very core, this man vehemently disagrees with influencer marketing, 
right? Um, well, it's it. Who cares if he disagrees? That's, right. That's the life we the live now. That's reacted, the way it is. Was as if to say, "Wah wah, I'm losing at capitalism." <laughs> right. <laughs> well, know? here's my thought on the whole thing. How stupid can this guy be? To absolutely alienate a yeah. good portion of his uh, of his customers. Well, not only like, that, think about a, all of the people that will no longer buy his stuff yeah. because he's trash talk. There's a damn people. good chance he he will lose retail partners over it. Woodcraft well, and, and Rockler both, uh, you know, Woodcraft and Rockler both uh, supply or sell his product, and there's probably a pretty damn good chance that he'll lose at least one of those. Um, but I don't know. It's to me, it's like. Is it a shift? Are we seeing a shift in so in the socials? Um, are the smash and grabbers that that you talk about house are are they at you know at risk or are they running the ship or you know it's just it's interesting times and I think that for about five years now there's a lot of folks that have you know like I said that have ridden the wave and are making some good good money off of all of this stuff um and i just wonder if some of these things all coalescing together you know what's the future of social media in the maker community look like is it just a community tool is it a sales tool still i don't know it's weird it's really weird <laughs> i'm waiting for you brian i want to hear your take yeah uh oh, he must there? have something going on. He's been coming on off mute, <laughs> but it's uh oh shoot. Uh, we cert we certainly know I can keep talking. So house, if you, if you hear this, just interrupt. <laughs> well, we me. haven't heard enough from you lately, Ben. We've been off. <laughs> well, for and I don't so long. I don't want to come on and accost the episode either, and that's not what I want to do. But I I I don't I don't know I I um the Odiesel thing has been very very fucking interesting. Um, almost like watching a, a slow moving train wreck, you know, and I think that. I don't know. I, I guess in my mind, I've been trying to look at it, like stay above like the pettiness of it and look at it. Is it more indicative of, of the place that we're in with all of this stuff? Because now we have a message from Brian house on the work for it on, on the cast. Uh Oh, uh Oh, Brian's calling me and calling back out. He apparently he lost his microphone. He lost his mic. Uh -oh. Hold on. Let me get him on his, on man. Here. I was really wanting his hot takes on this. This is Brian House on my phone on speaker. What's going on, Brian? Well, uh, I I lost my microphone. Okay. Oh, man. Do you want to start over? No, we, I need to uh, reset and cancel this recording. Ah. Uh, we can well, still we can save still it. Use the audio. Yeah. You can keep yeah, the man. audio. We'll just uh, cut it and start a new one. You got it. Yeah. Well, All right, guys. We're gonna do that cut right now. New link coming at you. New link. And we're back. And we're back, baby. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry about that. I don't know what the hell happened. I I think I need to take a little bit of that uh, Patreon money and, yeah. and get myself Your a new microphone. Your mic needs a little blue pill, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the Rattler. Get out the Rattler. Oh, the Rattler. Uh, uh, anyway, so back we were, to the we were just, Yeah, the Odie's thing. Go, go on, Ben. If, well, I, I guess before we go further, if folks have not checked it out or you don't know, I, I had several folks, I, I made a little plea, you know, a little uh, story on it the other day and I had a couple of folks reach out like, fuck, thank you, dude. Like, we had no idea. We just saw this people throwing away Odie's oil. What the hell is going on? Um, 
and uh, check out just Daniel Dunlap Woodworks or Woodworking. I'll, I'll look it up here in a minute, but uh, just check. He's got a story highlight uh, and he's maxed it out. He found out that Instagram only accepts a hundred stories in a highlight. And so I don't know if he's going to start another one, but he's got many, many hundreds of every day. His story thing at the top of his, his, uh, if you go to his stories, it's like, you can't even see how small the fucking dots are at the top of the screen. He's got yeah. that many stories. <laughs> um, so check that out. And I think it, it has been, man, you could teach a college level degree not just course but you could teach a college level degree on marketing and human behavior and just some it, it has been a wild ride interesting to watch and i i'm just sitting here wondering what the what the farther reaching implications are and what some of the motivating factors underlying it are it so. sounds to me that this Odie's oil guy just ran into the laws of averages where yeah. if you're shitty all of the time or yeah. if you're shitty regularly, you're going to yeah. sh- step in the wrong pile of yeah. shit. And like, like I said, not the first time he blew his leg off with this one. Yeah, not the first time he's done it. I've seen – I went back actually because I had remembered a, a, you know, around a time at an event in my life that I could correlate – uh, with um, when I had remembered him smearing somebody like this before and went back and it was damn near the same stuff, you know, same big chemical going to kill us all. And uh, he's using that as a as uh, seemingly a platform, but then just goes about it so, so drastically and dramatically wrong. And yeah. and. Dan, I, I don't know Dan all that well, Daniel Dunlap all that well, but what I see of Dan's stories and how I've seen Dan react to folks uh, commenting negatively on some of his stuff is that he ain't going to put up with shit. And uh, mm. he, he didn't and just started roasting Odie. Uh, and uh, the saga continues even to now. It's still, you know. Let, let me just on. tell you from somebody who has, a, I'm an outsider in this yeah, world because yeah. I don't buy this stuff. That's what I I'm curious. Have... I'm really okay, curious so you guys' thoughts. You, yeah. you texted us on the group thread for work for it, um, the, you know, the details and stuff. And that Monday, I was super busy, but I didn't get to it till later that day. And then, um, I, and then we weren't on the full blast podcast with Jeff, which you'll hear tomorrow so if you you know go download yeah. that and we discuss it on the podcast with jeff oh because, nice because for a couple of reasons and I, and I i'm on the fence about it because i am too. i'm an entrepreneur yeah and i've heard really great things about his product yep and I've then i started promoting digging it. yeah yeah exactly dig into this dig into this uh this guy's social media uh presence and started thinking like if you were this is how I envisioned what he just did. So he's wandering through the woods and he comes upon an enormous pack of wolves. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. walks into the middle of that pack of wolves and punches one of the wolves in the face. <laughs> and then says, quit eating meat, you dumb fuckers. It, it, exactly. <laughs> and like, so I'm thinking to myself, like, number one, not a smart move. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe this is like we had discussed it, like maybe he had one too many cocktails that night and whatever. Yeah. But later we would discover you would think, that yeah. you, you would think. But later we would discover that he has a history of doing this and 
he has an entire blog post like dedicated to this yeah. type of stuff where he feels like it's a normal uh, act of a business owner to defend his product negatively yeah. against the people who are using it. And, and defend by the an way, industry. All he had to do, here's the approach. Somebody says this product is superior to that product. And it, number one, me, all he had to do was say nothing. Like yeah, literally right. that, not get number yeah. one. That or is hey, the let correct. me show That's you how key. mine's better, right? Like let, oh, let me show right. you mine. Right. Or if you, I had a similar situation where I had somebody completely bashing my product, calling it shit and trash, and it was terrible and blah blah blah. And the guy never number one didn't own it, never built it, whatever. Ne- yeah. Never even touched one. He's seeing photographs, so he's now doing this whatever. And by the way, a friend of mine. It too, you know, Ooh. and it bothered me. So, and yeah. and so Ooh. a guy, a guy who I have helped, like video called and helped him with his own equipment. Oh, he decided shit. to turn on me and do all this shit on Facebook, right? And so uh, I handled it like a man. I called him, video called him. In fact, yeah. like right after I read all of his we'll comments, talk, I video dude. called him yep. and talked to talk to him about it. He agreed that it was in poor taste. We shook hands and whatever. We're still friends. It's whatever. You know, like yeah. he ha- he was having a shitty day and decided to take it out on me. Yeah. And he admitted it Shit later happens. publicly on Facebook, admitted it, that okay. he was right. having a shitty day that day and he felt terrible about it and blah, blah, blah. But now I am responsible to actually educate my, my customer base yeah. as to what he was saying. So I made a quick one minute video that just said, this is what the... the portion of the machine that gary was commenting on let me tell you why i did it this way and demonstrated it and said if you guys think it's better to do it the other way you can do it that way too that's why this is a diy kit and i appreciate the feedback end of story done that was it right yeah what's crazy about this right is is in his live the guy the guy holds up a stack of fucking paper and he goes I, you know, these were incredibly difficult to find. These are the hidden SDS sheets on my competitors' products that shows that they have xylene and all these nasty cancer-causing chemicals. So we have a three or four-part, you know, blog series coming out over the course of the next week. They're all written, ready to go. And and you know, I won't lie. In the back of my mind, I'm going, "Hold the fucking phone, dude." You just drummed all this shit up magically overnight because no of all this? No way. No way. You took a swing at Mike Tyson expecting to ride the publicity wave all the way to the fucking bank, but then you, he even you let everybody know ahead? you're a fucking lunatic. I don't think. If he I don't, thought I don't that think, far ahead. No, I, I, I really legitimately dude. don't, but there's part of me for a second that went, wait a minute. This seems Here, too here's coincidental. The here's the argument. This Odie's oil product doesn't have those cancer-causing agents Correct. In it like this one does. Correct. And 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 you choose. Yeah. If that matters to you, hey, guess then what? You it doesn't choose. fucking That's matter. It. You can try That's to protect it. me all you want, dude. Yeah. You know, Some he claims don't to care. be saving lives, and I'm protect. I'm doing this for you. I legitimately don't. That's a terrible to be completely honest. Marketing and that sounds, approach, yeah. though. That it's, it's like terrible. our product is of similar quality and yeah. does not have these other additives in it 
And some yep. people that matters to them very much, especially yep. when you're doing things that need to be food safe, like cutting yeah. boards and things. Yeah. That's really it's a great important. product for knives. Honestly, I would yeah. use it on knives any day, all day. Still yeah. would probably. It's sad. The um, whole thing is sad. I think, especially because he was I don't, winning. I dislike all of it. This man was so, winning. He 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 yeah. had recently gotten yeah. retail partnerships with Woodcraft, with Rockler, national chains. He's on the shelves. In fact, the Woodcraft in Boise, where I'm at, resisted for a long time, wasn't sure about the product, wasn't sure about the man, and then corporate convinced him to start putting it on the shelves, so he had to. I mean, this guy was legit winning, 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 winning. And then goes and commits business they, suicide. So did they yank any of his stuff because not of this? Yet, like is he but having I would any not doubt. Not yet, but okay. No, I. But from well, from uh, from somebody I know, there there may be a movement to to yeah. uh, to do that. Here's through the, the thing. But. Here's the thing. There's always going to be people out there that is going to shit talk whether it is what your product is or yeah. how you make your product or yeah. how you make some of your products. And when people go negative, either just ignore them or only go positive. There's yeah. there's no way that you're going to go negative. There's right. no way that you're going to start a flame war. There's right. no way that you're going to name You're never going to win a flame war. And, no. and you're not going to come out burnt. I mean, nope. the, the whole thing is you're going into a flame war. Everything goes up in flames. All the bridges are well, burnt Dunlop, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. And like Dunlap has absolutely nothing to lose, right? Like right, the, the man right, who got right. attacked. What the product, hell? I mean, you yeah. got to stop yourself and think for a second. Like if anything, this will propel Daniel Dunlap into a bigger influencer. Yep. Now, yep. I Dan claims, and I don't know this for for a fact, but Dan claims to not be sponsored by any uh, companies or brands or anything. He's um, probably not. He probably not. I don't, you know, de depending on your definition, I don't know. Does stuff. he get free product? Maybe, yeah, but I, um, I, I just, yeah. So what do you guys think? So there has been a lot of verbal frustration over the algorithm recently, right? Guys aren't growing like they should or think they could. Others are. Others are, are launching. There's seemingly not a strong pattern to it. Um, it, it, it this whole thing about is people it, complaining about the algorithm on Instagram, it did change. And it changed yeah. for yeah. the people who are not contributing to Reels. And it's because Instagram knows that they need to compete with TikTok yeah. and they have to have short form content and they're yep. going to basically force the community of people who are yeah. using Instagram as their social media, um, uh, you know, their primary social yeah. media outlet. They're going to force them into reels. And, and you know what? You have no say in this. So you might no. as well just get on the train and do it. And yeah. you can you must massage reels into all kinds of stuff. Sure. You and can. I think and you can leverage it. It, here's what yeah. I'll tell you. I, I say this all the time, right? About my number one focus, always, 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 is never to be the guy that makes ad revenue money or does all that. It's, it, you know, my approach to being on social media, being a maker and all of that is to get as many eyes on me as possible. It doesn't matter sure. what I'm doing. I could be fixing a, a Well, you're ceiling a full-time maker, right? So you've got I, yeah. info to share whether you believe it or not. And I think it's Yeah, important. so I'm going to continuously post things to uh, Instagram and Facebook and and YouTube that that just are all over the place and I'm going to yeah. see what sticks. 
and so many people have said, well, I can't share that. I can't do Why that. Not? I can't. I, well, then I don't complain. I still get caught in that trap. Yep. I well, still get caught in that. You can't complain because yeah. I think the thing is, is the, the, the platform in which you're not growing on, have you exhausted all options for sharing content consistently right. and utilizing the the different pieces of that content sharing platform where you could take your, you know, like, for instance, I now think in one minute interval, like for video editing and stuff, I think in one minute. So if I can yeah. do it in less than one minute and t sometimes less than 30 seconds, I mm -hmm. know that that video is going to do 10 times what a video that might be two to three minutes will be. Okay. Oh, exactly. only on Facebook. And also only the th you've got to find that stopper, the hey, check this out or whatever. And also the the call to action at the end. Comment yeah. what what do you think the, about this? The first follow, and an interesting like. enough story, right? It still yes. comes to yeah. me, it's still yeah. story. Tell it's still story. story based, right? And yes. that's the yeah. trick. If you, you can line up all three of if you can line up all three of those things, you've got a viral video for you, sure. You bring yeah. up a great point, Brian, because or a viral uh, channel. Let, let me let me give you an example. So like Sarah and I had this long discussion about reels and the popularity of reels. And she's been experimenting, creating reels. And and she did a reel where um, it was her folding T-shirts. And we had this. Yeah. You know, she was we're basic. We've, we've got our own um, merch line now, you know, just like it's the no, normal evolutionary tale of somebody that builds brand. They have to start selling shirts and whatever else. Yeah. So we're doing that now. And Sarah's uh, spearheading this. And then this reel she created, which was an excellent reel. Uh, in the first, like, two seconds, it's like the dogs are kind of, like, milling around on the ground. And then she switches over to, like, folding and pulling a shirt out and doing all this stuff, right? Uh -huh. It's a great reel. It's got great music. What's your cover set, right? photo on it? What is, is your cover photo the dog or the, the folding? It's the folding. And, and okay. so... That was a tough one to pick the cover photo, but here's yeah. the here's the the basis of what why the reel didn't do exceptionally well. It didn't do well because it's really hard to tell a story about folding T-shirts or to yeah. promote merchandise yeah. or do whatever. Now later that day, I created a reel of me taking an old pair of scissors that I found on a beach, threw them in my tumbler. And it, and it, you know, double, triple it's numbers. oddly you know? satisfying. Yep. Oddly yeah. satisfying. And the big kicker is people have never seen that before. Yes. They've never yeah. seen someone throw a pair of scissors into a tumbler and get all the rust off of it, even yeah. though it only took 30 seconds to create it or to show it and play it. Uh, it's a story that's never been told. T-shirts, been done a hundred yeah. times over. Sure, sure. You got to get super creative with telling that story and that first one second of that video as oh, it gosh, comes yeah. up in the reel is got to be think when you're thumbing the, the feeds right like when you're scrolling the feed it, it, yep. i mean yeah it's literally a split second that you give something if i hear jordan um, peterson's voice one more time oh my god gonna, that man i, I can't found do it. I the can't. mojo uh, but but I it does do it. bring up it does bring up and you said it a few times in what you were just saying there brian but but maybe didn't stress it as much as I will now, and that is the consistency, yeah. right? Mm, I right. could come out today having not posted in probably two weeks with hands down the best reel in America, and it may not play. It, won't get seen. it yeah. just won't right. fucking play. So you, 
like it or not, these are the rules of the game. If you don't like these rules, then what I would offer is that this is still probably the best community platform available. Absolutely. Right? If you just want to be on yep. there to chat with friends, here's here's what I always say, and Twitter did this first, um, and now Instagram continues to do it, but you literally have the phone number of anyone with an account, right? Yep. You can direct message anyone. And you could, to a certain extent, as long as it was a public profile on Twitter, you could do the same thing very early on. That is power. And if you're not mm. using it and you're complaining because you can't get into this community or that community, then, yeah, that's your own fault. Reach out. I will out. block people, though, that just randomly Sure. Call Sure. I, I, I've had this happen numerous times. Like, yeah, there's, the call's that, a little far, but there I, is know, a, a DM, a message though. A message is fine. It, the problem is, is like at one in the morning, and I kid you not, yeah. somebody mm. decided to call me on Instagram, and I was Pickles like, did that mm. to me once, but he was pretty fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> and also remember, Pickles messaging you at one a.m. It's like four a.m. his time. So yeah, I know. He's definitely, right. I don't definitely remember what different. time it was. I think it was like ten o'clock at night when I was working on my the, kitchen. There's rules of engagement on these yeah. platforms that yeah. sometimes are just lost on well, some people. Well, as whatever. we it's, found out with Odie, uh, you know, tact still applies. Business practice still. Uh, it needs to be appropriate whether you're running an internet business or a. a but just a remember, Ben, we're talking about Odie's oil. I mean, yeah. if you think about no, it, in I terms know. Of that's, that's the what guy, I say. The, like, is it yeah. on purpose? Is it on fucking uh, purpose? I do I don't not know. know. Could have been done with the if it was on purpose. I guess maybe he figures he likes his odds convincing people that his product is better, you know, that he's that he's somehow a nice guy. And if you look at some of the comments on some of his recent posts, well, he's got tons of tons He's of got support. tons of supporters, tons right? Tons of support. Everybody tons from the support. the Donald Trump supporters to the hippy dippies, you know. Yeah. He yeah. he can play both end both ends of the spectrum, you know. Um to switch so, gears real quick, yeah, real fast. Said something a little bit more positive. Um yeah. yep. Baker <laughs> Baker Forge and Tool Yes. Okay, so I had a chance to meet Coy and his brother at Blade. They're some they they listen to the podcast uh religiously. They've been a supporter. Now they're a Patreon supporter of us. Brian, you've done business with them, you know. There, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of overlap that goes on. Last night, I'm sitting uh watching YouTube and I had recently subscribed to the Baker Forge and Tool YouTube channel, okay? And I'd watch a couple pieces that they had done just in passing briefly. And it, they're very good. Well done. And then I realized they have a catalog of fantastic YouTube uh, creations. These pieces are so good. They're up there with Alex Steele. And I no joke, the editing, the music, they are putting so much yeah. energy into their YouTube channel. And they I'm only have, I think, 1,700 subscribers or something like that. Uh, it's Jeez. not very many. Uh, I can't remember exactly, Ben. If you look at it, just give me a number. But I just um, lost the damn tab. So, Baker Forge and Tool on YouTube. Go find them. Obviously, you're probably following on on Instagram. Please go do that as well. I didn't realize that they are they are really putting a ton of energy into their YouTube channel. Really good stuff. Fun to watch. A lot of forging. You know, a lot of you know pulling hot steel out of forges and stuff and. Twisting and education. What? How many subscribers yeah, they have? Four hundred fifty-two. Four fifty-two. Fourteen okay. videos. Fourteen videos. If you watch these videos, 
And I kid you not, they're up there with the production work of like an Alex Steele or something. And they're really interesting and educational. Yeah. Go, go subscribe, go give them some love. And then, (laughs) and then one thing uh, that they're dropping today as the recording, which is Wednesday night tonight, they're doing a Japanese, uh, very rare uh, Japanese steel. I can't remember exactly all the details on it. I just watched a couple of uh, pieces on it, but they're doing a very limited run drop of some really cool Japanese steel Damascus. So go check that out. <clears throat> Koi, appreciate you. I recognize your business sense. I see it. When you watch these videos, you're going to just be like, holy shit, why haven't I you know, seen this before? It's so well done, and I can't, I can't say it enough that I appreciate your work, guys. So go and check them out. And if you really... If you really like their steel, hey, you guys can pick up your raffle ticket at any time. Ten dollars <laughs> the first day. <laughs> Brian, no, bring it to, around. Full circle. Superior. I love it. Oh, speaking Superior. of that, that same that same piece of steel that I made that dagger of, I I actually just finished up a video on making one of those EDC threes with that finger hole in it. Oh, nice. And yeah. one of my nano neck knives. So I've, I'm getting those videos yeah, edited with Kyle. Over. Yeah, yeah nice. nice. You guys. You guys, or I think Brian, I sent you a picture of that of those two knives. What did you think on them? I I loved it. I I'm I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to respond. I got so much going on. I'm I'm, I'm Man, preparing to leave to go to Colorado and build like fourteen or fifteen revolutions Giddy in like three up, days. Boy, you're coming to and, the west. Uh, that out at Kilroy's workshop, we're doing that class. And I had to prep for that and leaving. And then um, a bunch of other big stuff is coming up, too, which we can talk about in a little bit. But uh, but Brian, no, the knives are unbelievable, man. Your your work is getting so much better. Like it's exponentially better that, you know, the more that you release. So um, good job. Yeah, your that. stuff was shit. Speaking before, of <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so much better. Speaking of knife making and tools to make knives, you have a pretty big thing that you're going to be pushing oh, out there. You want to talk about yes. on the podcast? Or finally got my poop in a group and uh, decided to uh, focus again on the True Tilt table and get it done. So we're shooting today, tomorrow, and possibly some on Friday to release uh saturday the video on youtube which will show the demonstration of how to fabricate it and how to add it to your revolution mm. um, so this, this is, is the, the brain. one with uh, bald man you got it yeah, yeah so yeah. thursday night bald man and i will be filming the demonstration portion of showing off how to use it uh so mm-hmm. then there, and then there's um there's a little bit of fabrication work it's very simple fabrication there's not a lot to it it's just that it's pretty it needs to be pretty precise when you put it together so we've had uh, we've come across a few little issues with that ben over ben's bites um we've sent him one justin over at florida man forge sent him one we're really trying to just avoid you know sending something out there that you know doesn't make sense to people or whatever else and i think we finally found the magic uh you know uh, recipe to make you know to show it off and how to use it and everything else so is this uh, something big, big that you're one. going to have to weld together? Yes. And see, that okay. was the so that was the problem. It, it's only two pieces. It's just literally sure. there's a receive. There's a, uh, uh, a like a small tooling arm piece that gets welded to the bottom of the table. The problem is, is that, you know, all of these machines are not the same. So if you built a revolution, yours is going to be different than mine slightly, you know, just a little bit. Mm. And that matters. Okay, when you put this thing together, it matters. And and so, you know, you're going to 
basically how we show people how to do it is you uh, uh, you you put the uh, you you tack weld just a small piece in that corner so it's kind of loose and you can adjust it. You slide it into your work rest receiver, and then you line everything up and then weld it again so that you know it's tuned to your machine. Does that make sense? That does make sense. That does. I would love to fabricate these for everyone, but if I do that, it's doing you a disservice because it's not going to line up properly, and we need it mm-hmm. to line up properly. It's not difficult. It's it's Once you see me do it, you're like, oh, that's pretty straightforward. Getting to that point was really tough. So, And then we also, uh, Sarah has been working on a really cool thing where uh, she's created an entire page on the website dedicated to this process, showing the video and the PDF instructions. And on the bottom is uh, a QR code. So basically, when you get this device, laser etched into the bottom of it is a QR code. You scan it. It takes you to that page and it walks you through it. Wow, that's a great way to do it. Yes. That's a really great yeah, way because you slick. can't lose it. It can't get, you know, exactly. the piece of paper with the QR code doesn't get, you know, lost in the mail or, yep. you know, jumbled around and it's always ruined. on there. Yep. It's and wow. it, and, it, and, it, and it, that QR code will take you to that page where the video is and it'll also show you how to use it. So, you know, mm. if you were to sell the device or sell the machine to someone else, they could scan that QR code and watch a video of us demonstrating it. So that's that's what mm. we've been working on. And gosh, super not only cool. that, we've been, yeah, super cool. We've been doing, you know, we're what what we're trying to do with Housemade is becoming the you know the place you go to to buy all the stuff that you want to build your own two by seventy two. You know, wheels, the true tilt table, mm. and we're, we're basically breaking down the revolution piece by piece. You can buy individual pieces of the revolution if you want. And big announcement. I am now working on a Gen 5 version of the same chassis. So there's just minor changes, but it's the same chassis. And you'll be able to upgrade from Gen 2, Gen 3, Gen 4, all the way to Gen 5 if you want. You could could do that. Yeah. So what makes a full uh, what makes a full release, if you will, versus you mean like a final release? (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. So the soft release of the true tilt table will happen on Friday. So if you want to buy a true tilt table, you can buy it on Friday. Right. Saturday will be the hard release where like Brian, you know, he's doing his raffle soft release. And no, in terms of um, in terms of the, the revolution, how how significant of changes do you feel need to be made to call it a new version? Um, the new version, the platen will be different. Okay. So there's going to be that'll be a significant change. And also we're adding the secondary tracking mechanism to okay. the revolution as a standard feature. So gotcha. it'll be it'll it, that's already been done and designed and it's it's been prototyped. Ben over Ben's bites actually has one in his possession, so he's been using it and he loves it. So it's just yeah. it's just like stuff like that. What uh-huh. where if I were to, I could potentially just say, hey, you can upgrade your tracking on Gen Four and your Platinum on Gen Four. But yeah. instead, I think it's important to say like, hey, we're in the next generation of this machine because Gen yeah. 4 has been out for over a year now. Yeah. yeah. And these small changes are big as far as functionality goes. And they're cross compatible with all previous versions of the yeah. revolution. So have you ever considered that's how I look at it? And, and I guess you kind of in a way do this um, sort of a, a, a software. 
a one software model, right, is that okay, you bought in at Gen four, and there will be minor incremental releases, updates, changes, minor, sure. you know, minor tweaks and twerks. But then, when say Gen five comes out, then you've got to either decide to buy into the new generation. So it's almost like licensing in a way, where you would say, okay, well. A, a platen is a very significant change. So that would right. be Gen 5. Yes. But, um, and I guess in a way you could look at what you do is just this, right? You've got all these other things um, like the wheels and other things that are sort of dot releases, right? Where it's like 4.1, 4.2, 4.3, yes. all yes. those other accessory type things are the dots, I guess. Yeah, and these changes in my head they make up a full generation. Yeah. You know, it's yep. like we've, we have made these like small minor changes to the plants that we we've done two revisions of the gen four. So it's gen four revision two at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So this will just move us into, you know, gen five revision one. And that's how we'll kind of do it. it honestly, Gen four is almost perfect in my head. There's like yeah. just I'm just adding more functionality now. I mean that's yep, really what yep. it amounts to. And then we're gonna do like knife maker packages where you get yeah. like the true tilt table uh, included, you know, cool. stuff like that. And and um, you know, we've done really well with the surface grinders. The the surface grinders are just they're selling, and Ron is producing, and he's happy. We've come up with a good workflow for that, so we've got that going. And I'm in full prototype mode for the Apollo Forge. I'm really, yeah. really getting deep into um, the ribbon burner uh, prototype because just like everything, you know, whenever I release like pictures and stuff, I get a lot of noise and I have to kind of shut all that off because there's quite a few people that just disagree with how I'm doing it. And I'm like, sure. but have you ever done it this way? And they're like, no. So well, like, just tell well, them that you're you... protecting them from that, you know, big chemical. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, man, because and I appreciate you're, the you're feedback. You're snapback just, wearing forge, forge ferrets. I, I know. But see, I am actually validated because I don't work out of my garage. Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I'm just saying, uh, your if you work that... out of your garage... When the guy hey, literally in you his can't fucking say live, wait, wait a second, fucking wait a second. Live, the guy talks about how By the way, he I'm, started I'm, working so, out of I'm his own so garage. afraid that people are going to think that that's an actual uh, opinion of mine that I have to retract it right now. I know, I, right? This is a joke. I don't believe that. It's, <laughs> this is a full-on joke. More than one person on on uh, social media has used that approach right? and totally imploded. Yes. So. Mm. Oh, at least you're not Speaking claiming of to jokes, have built Brian. your first grinder when you were 12 fucking years old. <laughs> and I used. Speaking of jokes, there, Brian, do you have a dad joke for us this week? Yeah, Odie's oh, oil. Let me, let me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, all right, let me. I've got this book, and I uh, even though multiple people have messaged me with dad jokes, I'm going to go back to the. To the dad joke. Uh, Bible. Yeah, it's like a Bible. It's like a book that Ben sent me. Um, oh, my God. I can't even do this one. All right, I'll try this one. I'll try this one. All right, here we go. It's it's hard to say what my wife does for a living. She sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it is really good hard to say. Miss. It's really hard to say. Yes. Good a tongue twister. <laughs> and that was a good. I got some really good ones that I'm like, people like sent to me that were really funny, but they were not. Not, family friendly like yeah. they're like i'm like this can't be like when people send me like it's explicit dad jokes i'm yeah. like right who, you can't say this to your kid so <laughs> right. it's not that, really that a dad no joke. longer a dad joke yeah yeah mm. if it involves like reproductive organs you're not yeah. telling jokes about that yeah. with your kids i mean maybe no, later there's on one life, thing about but, embarrassing yeah. your kids but embarrassing yourself that's a whole other story yeah, just ask James over at Odie's. Exactly. Oh, oh sick hey, burn. He dug it. Sick he, burn. Uh, he, dug, he dug his own grave, <laughs> that dumbass. I'm kidding, by the way. And like I said, <laughs> I see both sides of the argument. I, can I don't know. I do not like the approach. I do, yep, and I, that's I, I just it. say that right straight away. His approach was poor. And yeah. Daniel just decided to latch onto it. And, you know, that's. Uh, you oh, know, he's I, loving it. I was talking he's to him get, the other He's night getting all the exposure is, and the followers. I followed him now yeah, think, and the whole thing. Yeah. Think of it from his perspective. Like, there's Hell nothing yeah, to lose because as a person in a small garage, like, saying, yeah, we we, we do good work is never it, – that's not negative. The, only, no. the negativity is only coming from one side. In my Ride opinion. the wave, baby. He, yeah, put, put, your, you. put on your halo and your white robe, baby, and just, you know, <laughs> keep keep it going. Oh, <laughs> it's good to have you back on this podcast man. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you buddy we missed oh, you i missed you guys uh, yeah it's just like i said it's just been so nuts just uh, yeah running everywhere but it's good i'm back in pennsylvania got a couple weeks back here just to mellow out before i left uh the, and and while i'm here more importantly there will be two new Aprons hitting my website. Oh, nice. Uh, Do we have styles or just new aprons? I sort of put a peek out there of them, but one's one is on its way to Dennis Tyrell. All right. And I'm thinking about just sticking, and I've got, uh, what is it, the Fitzgerald and and, uh, the Dark Knight and some of that stuff. I don't, I'm terrible with names, but I'll probably just. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start sort of a maker series is my vision where, you know, folks like Dennis, um, Dennis was incredible to work with, and I and I didn't anticipate anything less, but <clears throat> gave me pretty well free reign. I spent you know a good bit of time rewatching some of his videos just to get a <clears throat> get an idea. Okay, what would he need in an apron? Um, got some so what do you, what do you call the Dennis Terrell apron? Does it I have think like a fancy gonna, name? Because I was thinking know. like a name of a shark would be kind of cool. There yeah. you go. You um, know, because his logo is a shark. And- it is. I don't know. Well, if you think of a good name for a Dennis Tyrell Maker Series apron, because that's a pretty lame name. Let me know. <laughs> Did the shark in uh, the movie Jaws have a name? Jaws. Jaws. Was it just Jaws? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not a good apron. We call it we Baby need, Shark. Baby Shark, dude, dude. <laughs> baby and, Shark, and, dude. Oh. And I think I think the audience could come up with something good because yeah. the, that would that would be good. So if you think of a name for send Dennis Terrell's apron, uh, you know, come up, send it over to Ben because uh, I like the I like the idea of a shark, like a hammerhead yeah. is almost like too literal. But you know what I mean? Yeah, and like if folks haven't like seen it. Um, there's yeah, where can a post on my, there is a post on it on my feed right now and there'll be more coming um, on Instagram. Yep. But on the upper chest pocket um 
I CNC'd. I took a piece of sheet, co- copper sheet. Uh, I don't know what it was. A little over 16th oh, thick. Oh, this is cool. And yeah, I, um, this. yeah, of course. And I CNC'd Dennis's shark logo into that copper and then uh, infilled the, uh, the the lower part of it. Almost looks like a tool tag in a way, but infilled it with uh, black paint. And like it came out rivets. really sharp. Yeah, and then all copper rivets, black oh, leather dude, body. Dude, this is amazing, man. It's yeah. really sharp. Honestly, I, I am. That's the proudest leather work thing. That's it's the most proud of any leather work I've done. Honestly, it really felt like. Yeah. There, there are some of those things. You know, most will probably argue that. Uh, you know, leather work's not hard. It's not. I'll be the first to say that it's it's fairly straightforward. But where I've always struggled is getting a final product that looks professionally finished, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and that can be something as simple as you have a little bit of dirt on your hands and it works its way into the leather while you're working on it, you know, just really stupid little simple things. And I don't feel like this has hardly any of those marks on it. And I was just really, really proud of that one. You breached um, the 14,000 follower mark too. I, I don't 14, know when. Four. I have no yeah. idea when. And and la- honestly, literally the last I checked, I was at 13.6. Yeah, so, so you either, got like 1,000 followers. Either it I need to look from more, all these friggin' reels or, you've been posting. I'm telling yeah. you, man. It's, Could be. And I know I, I keep on pushing it, but just take those same reels, throw them into TikTok, and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. What, what's the worst you. thing that could you happen? Can, you can put well, Here's yeah, the you thing, though. Yeah. We were talking about it a little bit on um, the Full Blast podcast, and you brought up the idea of you, you, Brian. You had tried it. You did this dance thing. Well, that's that's not the way to do it. Just, <laughs> I was joking just, about that, but I did cares that. about <laughs> right. I know you did, and that was really yeah, yeah. funny. But just throw Thank your you. work up on TikTok. You you know you really know. need to. Shit, need yeah. to. I'll, I'll freaking do it. All right. The other the other one and this one Screw might it. play. Let's do uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. This one might play better on TikTok, but that is that I've got an apron for the one and only pickle cutters as well. Yeah. And that one's really I I my, saw uh, that PK in green that you put on there. Yeah. Holy cow. It uh, well, I actually changed that up a little bit. Um, cause I, when I started stitching it, it went a little haywire. So the logo incorporation is going to be a bit of a surprise, but, Ooh. um, it's cool. It's got hoodie pockets, you know, lower, uh, hoodie style pockets or kangaroo style pockets. And, uh, I don't know. I knew that I knew two things that pickle liked to smoke pot and he liked to ride, um, ride, uh, snowboards. And so, mm-hmm. I uh, I actually believe it or not looked at a lot of snowboard gear when I was building it and um, really yeah just to kind of I don't know I like to try to get that weird inspiration you know because everything's been done in an apron there's not too much you can fucking do um, mm. but it's got a, a little split leg on the bottom uh, maybe about six inches because I figured that's about all pickle needed you know um, <laughs> down there <laughs> hey, no. six inches is fine. Or, you know, about, what, 12, 12 centimeter, I guess you'd say, or something. <laughs> but, yeah, it's got that. And then it's kind of cool. Uh, this is the first time I put a Velcro patch on an apron. And um could be for those little RE patches or whatever. I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, I sent along a little bit of uh, the other side of the Velcro so he can stick it to all kind of shit and okay. put his piece pipe on there or whatever. But <laughs> there's also a pocket in the back. 
that can hold your pickle pipe, if you will, and uh, you can smoke the hashish and get away with it. So that's all sure, on the back. Sure. I like it. Speaking and then, of your leather work, Ben. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. Well, if one you're more talking thing. About, both yeah. of them, and this is now going to be a standard feature, I've decided, but both of them have um, lapel microphone accommodations, I guess Ooh. you'd say. So it took yes. took a cue from Brian House, who who that's the first thing you did with the apron I sent yep. you. And <clears throat> pretty simple. On Dennis's, I have put so I've got an apron that I <laughs> that I wear a lot. It's not even stitched at all. Um, it's just riveted, pockets are just riveted on it, but it's got so many holes in it because that's the apron I used to try shit out on. Okay. And so I have had a microphone pocket incorporated on the inside of that apron for a while now, since Brian, since you kind of pointed it out. But the problem is if I need to do anything with the mic pack itself, it's in the inside of the apron. And that's yeah. kind of annoying. So yeah. on Dennis's, I've got, um, it's a small pocket on the front, but then the back of the pocket has a sleeve that you can slide things into. And it conveniently holds a microphone pack really well. And then there's a little hole in the body of the apron so you could run your lapel mic cord through that. And then there's a hole behind the chest pocket that you can bring the mic cord back out and uh, mm. just put your lapel mic right there at the top of your chest pocket. So Wow, that's taking 100% credit for this. Yeah, you should. 100%. Because it was br- that was brilliant. And honestly, it is awesome. Because having... Oh, and then the other thing I do... Um, on Dennis's, I start. This is where I got the idea, but I have actually two holes. One hole is larger at about a half of an inch, and then the other hole is is smaller at about a quarter of an inch, and that's so you could kind of loop the cord through both holes so that it doesn't tug. You know, yes. If you catch the cord on something, and then I also yeah. include um, uh, with Chicago, I include two Chicago screws and two little leather loops. So that you have something to to be a cord catcher or a cord keeper if you'd rather use leather loops. Yeah. So okay. you get both of those with the with the new apron. Nice. Yeah. Well, you should wow. market this to makers, you know, that do yeah. YouTube work or video work because it is yeah. something that when I was first getting into YouTube and I had my old cloth apron, that was it was like I you know you spend so much time getting your apron on and then now you're trying to fidget with your yep. your mm-hmm. your it's lapel microphone it's a pain and then I came up with that concept where you know you you clip the pack to the inside of the apron and then wire it up yeah. through the pocket and it was like it just lived Perfect. there, you know. It yeah, was just, just leave the cord there. there. The you can time. take the pack off and charge the pack, you know. Yep, but I, exactly. I just leave the cord hanging in there. The other it, thing that's it tricky streamlines, and process. I'm still still trying to find a way that I like to do this. But hanging up an apron is a pain in the ass, especially a leather apron, because if you hang it by the the back straps, it hangs really weird. It doesn't it doesn't yeah, it hang hangs forward nice. and down. Yeah, yeah like cockeyed. And I've stitched a little leather loop, you know, at the very top of the apron in the past, but then it can hit up against your collarbone and it's kind of a, Mm -hmm. so I did play around and I've got some, like a hanger out of my logo that works pretty well, but I don't know. Uh, I might start mass producing those. We'll see. Um, But yeah, it's been fun. I, I really enjoy that sort of custom process of making something with a maker in mind 
And it's been really fun to do it where there aren't a lot of parameters, you know, and it's just looking at a person's work, how they work, what they do. Pickle sits a, a fair bit, which surprises me when I look back through his feed. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Nick, but I see you sitting about as much as you are standing, which is really different for me because I never sit in a workshop. He's got, uh, he broke his back a while ago. So okay. He, yeah. He has yep. issues. He was in a yep. car wreck, I think, or a motorcycle accident, ATV accident, I think. Okay. And, sure and, it wasn't yeah. snowboarding? Uh, it could right? have been that too. I don't know. He's he's a very <laughs> yeah. active guy. Like he yes, cannot he sit yeah. still. So I know. It, being with him for almost 10 days is like that dude never stops. He's, yep. he's when he lays down, he falls asleep. That's it. And then he yeah. gets back up and starts all over. But yeah, so he, he has a hard time standing for long periods because of the, you know, the issue that he had with his, with his, yeah. bones, you know, so, huh. but, uh, Hey, real quick, we got some business. Yeah, let's roll. Take care let's of. do the Patreon. Uh, we would like to thank one of our, our only and largest sponsor of the work for podcast, which is maritime knife supply.com. If you are a maker and you make anything, not just knives, but other stuff too, go to maritime knife supply.com. You can see the wide array of things that Lawrence Lake has put together on his website. He is a member of the maker community and is uh, up in Canada. So you can take advantage of the USD to CAD conversion rate, and you can get uh, great product shipped to you every single day he ships to the United States. So just keep that in mind. There really isn't any difference uh, shipping from Canada to the, Canada to the U.S. So uh, go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and check it out. Uh, Lawrence is a, a good friend and and uh, sponsor of the Work For It podcast, which is the reason why we talk about him so much. So we appreciate you, Lawrence, and your work. And also, speaking of supporters of our work, let's real quick take a look at how many patrons we now have patrons on patreon we now have because uh we've we've jumped a it little just bit. keeps uh, growing and we've growing. jumped it again get, it jumped Goodness. to 73 we now oh have my. 73 people who Damn. are contributing to what the work that we do right here on the work for it podcast and um i mean screw it i think what i'm gonna do and you guys tell me if this makes the most sense because as patron gets the patrons get deeper, we're going to have a hard time reading off, yeah. you know, like, you know, when you, when you get to the point, like uh, we're making it is like, we're, we, you know, uh, their podcast has 1100 patrons. Um, you know, they I can't will expect, call. I will expect you, Brian, to read all 1100 <laughs> every single time. Well, uh, what, <laughs> or what, we can just even put an work... episode on Patreon that doesn't read it. <laughs> that's true. That is that's a very funny point. <laughs> I and especially like when we have a guest and stuff, it's like you had to make them sit yeah. through reading all yeah. of these. Mm. It was it, it. I don't know how to handle it just yet. But what I was thinking was the first one hundred we read, you know, okay. uh, and and we go we start there. And then, um, and then we have to figure something out because it, it can get a little, it can get a little, uh, maybe, or maybe I'm maybe just the way to do it, delegate maybe the this way to give do it, it to you, Brian. Hey, yeah. now, hey, now, I always said that we should record it so that I just have it on a button. I can just push the button and go, or we could yeah. do it that $1 a month. You're supporting us at that high five. Maybe we read your thing. There you at, go. Sure. Yeah. That's a better, know, that's maybe a better we should thing. do like levels to it because yeah. Yeah, because it I, definitely I hate to cut off the people who are supporting us at dollar a month because we love those people, though. I just don't know how to keep it interesting. You know, it's it's really tough. Like, 
you know, to read this. Randomly choose twenty five an episode. Yeah, something, and then and then we could maybe figure out an algorithm then, yeah. so it's not a lot of repeats. Like we just, you know. Well, I'll be curious what the patrons stuff. think. There might be yeah, some I, folks that could give two shits. You know, I think there's that's true. I think some people don't care about the shout outs, and I think some people do. I mean, that's yeah. I, 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 sure. I would care. And I don't blame I think, them. It, yeah. I think it makes sense. So, all right, let's do this. MW Steelworks. That's Marcus over at MW Steelworks. Mark Vanderwerf at 118 Blades. Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge. Devin and Dustin O'Hare of the Art of Craftsmanship. Noah Bloomberg of Entiat River Forge. Michael Nye. Jamie Blow. Eric at Overall Makerworks, Bob Ryan, Brigham Condell, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives, Jason Moss, Mark LeBlanc, Ken Kimna, Crafty Man Forge, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives, Cardoso Knives, KnifeMaterial.at, Brian Absher of Moonshine Leatherworks, and the Working Hands Podcast. That's page one. Let's jump into page two. Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, uh, Carol Ann, jo- jo- <laughs> Carol Ann Jeanette Racine, Oxford Blade Company, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Richard Beck over BecksArmory.com, Jared Weaver at the Master of Metal Manipulation on Instagram, Leon Shanks of Two Birds Bladeworks, Dennis Terrell, Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives, Donnie Dulovich, Maximus Knives, Trox Claire Custom Cutlery, Jared at Echo Blades, Nate Wapole, Zach Byrne of Burn Blades, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Matthew Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks, Wesley Crum, Benjamin Mullins, Matt Bicker at DIY Europe, Dustin Yahima at Handmade underscore by underscore Kai. That's Kai with a K, K-A-I. Toby, Toby Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies. Jeremy at 419 Forging. Ira Housework. Reaper Metalworks. Chris Larson at Midnight Dash Maker. Sven at Nord. <laughs> Sven, by the way, last week Sven was messing with me about putting his full name in there because he knew I would never be able to pronounce it. And that was very <laughs> funny, Sven. Uh, Sven, at, he's the Nord Artisan. Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Todd Harrington at TH Blades, Kyle Daly at KH Daily Knives, Adrian Brielle at Adrian Brielle underscore Forge, Lando Novak at Abstract Blacksmith, and uh, Don Kirshner, Woodland Iron, that's Tony at Woodland Iron, Timber Tiger Forge, Chris Magnus, Zachary Sowell at Pater Nostri Fabrica, New Forest, New Forest Forge, that's Stu Middleton, Ron Hips at RH Maker Solutions. We appreciate you, Ron. Brian Hinnenkamp at Tortuga Bladeworks. Brem, Bremner Built Knives. Gage Brosk, Broski or Brosk. Uh, I think it's Broski. B-R-O-S-K-E. Jake Largan. Is it Broski? Yeah. Jake Largan. Parble Blades. That's Manny over at Parble Blades. Austin Saunders of High Caliber Craftsman. Coy Baker of Baker Forge and Tool. Darren at Stormlight Forge. Appreciate you, Darren. Thank you so much. And I think, okay, so Koi was our last one. I think maybe Darren was our last new one last week. So these four are new to us. Jason Dugois. Dugway. No, Jason was our last new one. Aru Bladeworks. We appreciate you, Jason. Thank you so much. And Spencer Sanderson of Heavy Forge. Do I have this right? Yes. 
Spencer Sanderson. Yes, that is correct. Spencer, you have two entries in here. So you're showing up ah. as two separate people. I don't know how you screwed that up. How can a guy make Woot Steel in a freaking foundry yeah. in Alaska and screw up Patreon? I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> uh, but yes, Spence, Spencer at Heavy Forge, Heavy underscore Forge on Instagram. He's the guy that makes all that amazing Woot Steel that you're seeing on, on YouTube and on Instagram. And also he's a fellow, fellow contributor to the challenges that we do with Dennis and Aaron Lee. So... Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for contributing to our work right here in the Work For It podcast. Gentlemen, do you have anything left to contribute to today's show? Actually, yes. Um, so I had been talking about my raffle. I, we kind of joked about it halfway through. I want to bring up Bird Forge one more time with his oh, raffle. Yes, yes. Remember, we had kind of talked yeah. about that. I bought um, in. I talk- Did you? That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I just talked to him, Travis Haynes, and it, it sounds like he still has quite a few left. So if, okay. if you want to jump on that, what's the details? Cool I think it was to, like 20 bucks, 20 like bucks a piece. He's making a chef knife and he's kind of hoping as he builds it, maybe he'll get more and more support for it. Basically, he was laid off. So he is he is completely laid off. He's being pushed into full time yeah. knife making you know, very much out of his control. So he's really hoping to build up some funds to uh, try to make it I think you're right on with what he's saying about building the knife. So Travis, I know you're listening. So here's what you need to do. Take some advice from Gary V. Document, don't create, but document the process of building this knife. And in every single piece of social media that you create around that, mention the raffle. Mention it. And And then just go on someone's page and, and insult them someone really big <laughs> a really big account like a fellow go, maker maybe yeah, yeah go yeah. out there go and start and a flame insult war. the shit out of a chef or something yes know? yeah that's a good <laughs> idea fucking superior you goat hurting and throw some shit. stuff in a trash can i know all, all about you oh. and your snapback hat homies working out of your fucking <laughs> closet exactly yeah, oh, boy. that will definitely <laughs> oh, boy. get some get some. Oh man, there's pins being made. There's there's brass plates being made for people's doors. There's DIY three D DIY Dave. Go check his stuff out. He's got a hilarious reel where he's like stubs his toe in his shop, and he's like son of a garage working snapback hat wearing maker. (laughs) (laughs) If anything comes out of this, a lot of funny memes that are maker related and things like that. It'll be a good moment in maker history. I'm all for it. Again, I will say, uh, you know, take the high road. If you ever get in a situation like this, take the high road. Let's take the high road. Let's let's bury the hatchet and uh, be be, Be the bigger uh, person. Be bigger people and be positive and, you know, that kind of stuff. Before so, we jump on out of here, do we want to hit up WFI Projects real quick? You know, here's the problem. I have a hard out. I, oh. I need to get back to what I was doing so that I can Let's double uh, get dip this on video out. If yeah, you guys want to continue, I can bow and you could go dig into WFI projects. I'm just I'm out of time for this week since I got to get on an airplane and fly out. But uh, speaking of so if I remember correctly, you're not going to be on the show next week. So it's just going to be Ben and right. me. Yes. Um, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll really hit the yeah, WFI hit projects hard, yeah. hard. And there's like you know, 4,500 posts on WFI. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So everyone out there definitely hit a lot of WFI 
hashtag WFI projects, and we appreciate having you guys here listening to us. Hell yeah. We yeah. totally back, appreciate boys. you. Good to have the, yeah, good to have a trio before you uh, head west. Brian, have a blast out there in Colorado. With I'm Colorado hoping I don't get food. altitude sickness. You know, I, I live drink at a lot of level. water. When you yeah, hit the fucking ground in Denver, <clears throat> take three yeah. Advil and drink a gallon of water within your is that first what it is? two hours. That's okay. usually my cure for high. Colorado health. Springs is 5,000 feet, I think, or 5,500 yeah. 5, or something. It's not terrible, Shouldn't but be I terrible. live at sea level. Yeah, you'll yeah. feel the difference, but yeah. Lots of water yeah. and a few Advil. I was also told to just get blistering blind drunk. You yeah, know, that's a, that's another well, approach. Most of us that live out west are dehydrated twenty four seven, so you might as well join the crew from you know moment one. I'll bring my chapstick. You there got. you go. All right. All right, boys. Uh, Goodbye. All right. Adios. Appreciate you guys. All right. Goodbye. Have a great working week ahead. Hard work and good luck. This is Brian House for the Work For it Podcast. You are awesome. Woo. Work for it, baby! Let's go! Let's do it. Work for it. (laughs) Brian, when's this music going to end? I actually had to restart it once. Oh, my God. (laughs) You do a good job of trying to figure it out, like, when it's going to, like... Snap into a motherfucking Slim Jim! One of these times, we're going to hit that We're going to nail it. Yeah, we need, like, a tell or something. You know? You got to... After last week, I think you got to bring on some Hulk Hogan outtakes. You know, maybe, maybe. Oh, I don't do a yeah. good. I don't Snap do a good a fucking Slim Jim. That's <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Me, I know. Peace, but, <laughs> but it's all but, uh, they're all wrestlers. Yeah. You know, my Appreciate my nanny guys. used to watch wrestling. I remember when I was a kid. My like seven year old story, and, and, and it blew awesome. my mind. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> she she loved play it. Really loud. It was all her right. kind of soap opera. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.